0: Hello, it's Gail, host of She Explores. In the coming weeks, I'll be sharing a series of interviews with some incredible humans who are featured in the book Women and Water, a new book from the team behind She Explores. We'll take the conversation off the page and into their relationship with water today. And you'll hear from swimmers, surfers, paddlers, fishers, and more. But today, I'm excited to bring you a special episode of Wild for Scotland, a show hosted by Kathy Camlainer. It's truly a piece of audio art, and it's an ode to the wonder to be found beneath the water's surface. She created it in collaboration with Fran Turarskis and musician Jen Austin. Kathy and Fran actually submitted voice memos years ago to an episode of She Explores about going solo in the outdoors. On a whim, I introduced them, and they've been working together in various capacities since. To me, it really speaks to the power of the outdoors to connect us. What I'm about to share is inspired by Kathy's time on a snorkeling residency on the Argyle Coast in Scotland. A snorkeling residency sounds like an absolute dream, and Kathy's experience resulted in beautiful poetic reflections, and the episode is aptly titled Creature of the Sea. Kathy's audio poem within, titled Hope, was also commended by the Climate Creatives Challenge. If you enjoy this listen, I know you'll love Wild for Scotland. It's a show that's known for its immersive storytelling. And while this episode is no exception, it's particularly artful in its execution. Kathy wanted me to let you know that Wild for Scotland is a welcome escape for anyone, whether they've been to Scotland, plan to travel there one day, or are just looking for a relaxing armchair adventure. But enough for me. Sit back and savor this special underwater episode.
1: Before we get started, you may want to go grab your headphones as that's the best way to experience today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to Wild for Scotland. A podcast full of inspiring stories from Scotland. I'm your host, Cathy Camleitner. Wild for Scotland Helps you connect with Scotland and dream about future adventures. I'll tell you immersive stories to whisk you away, share some of my top tips for your own Scotland trip, and introduce you to inspiring locals and their stories. So lean back and enjoy. Let's travel to Scotland. The time has come for the final story episode of this season. And as I mentioned last week, we're doing things a little differently today. I'm taking you on a journey underwater to explore the fascinating world of the Argyll Hope Spot. Back in July, I joined 10 other artists for two weekends on the west coast of Scotland for a snorkeling artist residency hosted by the Argyle Hope Spot. Guided by local experts, a swim coach, and experienced wildlife artists, we immersed ourselves in the cold waters of the coast and saw the incredible abundance of life underwater. We actually drew underwater, but also worked on sketches and notes in a local village hall, co-creating in an inspiring bubble of creativity. If you've never heard about Hope What's before, they are an initiative by Mission Blue, a marine conservation charity led by pioneering oceanographer, Dr Sylvia Earle. The Argyle Hope Spot is the first of its kind in mainland Britain. It's made up of several existing marine protected areas and special areas for conservation, and highlights the significance of this intricate coastline with sea lochs, peninsulas, deep water sounds, narrows and islands. Each Hope Spot is chosen for its unique biodiversity. They are areas that, if protected accordingly, can restore hope in the marine ecosystem of our planet. There are well over 100 hope spots in the world, including such well-known places as the Galapagos Islands and the Great Barrier Reef. You see, the Argyle Coast is in good company. Inspired by my time at the Snorkelling Artist Residency, I spent the last few months working on stories to share with you today. But instead of one long, immersive story, like you're used to, you'll hear a series of poems and stories reflecting on my time underwater, At the Argyle Hope Spot. The music you'll hear throughout this episode was created by Jen Austin, a musician and artist from Orkney who was also part of the residency. I actually started writing while she was working on music inspired by our swims. It only felt natural to combine the two and collaborate on this project. This is Creature of the Sea. I wade into the water, carefully cutting a path through the egg rack, floating on the surface. As soon as the water is deep enough to lie down horizontally, I bend down and submerge myself in the cold, wet, weary of the lives beneath my feet. And with that, I lose my last connection with solid ground and become a creature of the sea. I'm a guest in this world I don't belong to Surrounded by a substance I can't breathe My sight is impaired and light from above doesn't travel very far Everything sounds different Sound moves four times faster here than in my world And yet it sounds like everything has slowed down Dropped an octave, clicks instead of melodies The inhabitants I encounter here look different than they do in my world. Slugs that look like ribbons, seaweeds that don't even look like plants, crabs and starfish in all colours of the rainbow. I expected a myriad of fish, and even though I spot a small shoal of two-spotted gobies, they seem, in the minority, well camouflaged in this jungle of colour. It's difficult to judge distance as well. Everything seems so close until you reach out your arm and realise you can't touch it. And yet, as soon as you do, the world around you changes. Sarpulet worms withdraw their feathery fans. Scallop shells seal their lips shut. Crabs scurry off into the thick undergrowth of the kelp. I'm only a visitor here. Barely tolerated. An intruder, at best. Being here, though, makes me realise how little I know, how little I fathom about life in this world. And yet I can see the magic of it. What makes this place so special and worth our attention. Everything above is linked to everything below. I may only be a guest in this world, but after all, I think I do belong. I navigate through a maze of seaweed floating in and out of sight. From the outside, it looked messy, heaped up in chaotic piles. But below the surface, the seaweed moves with grace, rises from the ground to the top and stretches towards the light. Like a fish, I move in the shelter of thick weeds. As I emerge from it, I look around and see bootlace and wire-weeds swaying in the current. Every branch is moving in the same direction, like trees growing on an exposed hillside. You know where the wind tends to come from, where the tide tends to flow, where the water pushes through with full force. Before I know it, my body follows their lead and is pushed in the same direction. But as opposed to the seaweeds, I don't have an anchor holding me in place. I float almost uncontrollably, careful not to kick my legs or wave my arms too much. I don't want to harm the plants around me or disturb the animals hiding among them or whirl up the sand below. But it means I can't control where I'm going or at which speed I'm moving. I can see further now that I've moved away from the shore But I can't say that I can see far. Instead of an anchor, I have a lifeline. My snorkel ties me to the water's surface. It's what enables me to be a part of this world for a while. But it also keeps me at distance and limits my movement. I can't look around as I would above ground. I can only see what's immediately in front of me. A narrow tunnel of perception, leaving out most of what's around me. I'm in the rapids, exposed to the current in this narrow bit of sea where water pushes from one sea loch into another. The fast-moving water carries oxygen and millions of tiny microorganisms, supporting a bonanza of life forms. They all withstand the push and pull of the tides over and over again as it moves through the narrows. They're anchored down in place, while I float past them catching only a fleeting glimpse before something else in the distance catches my eye. I don't dwell for long, can't dwell for long, as the water takes me on its way. Too powerful to resist, I give up control and surrender to the current. Sponges and sea squirts form colonies on the shells of oysters and scallops, reef-like structures that are teeming with life. In amongst them, are black, brittle stars, their long arms entwined with rocks and seaweeds, and one another. There are starfish, some smaller than the palm of my hand, others bigger than my face. They range in colours, from pale pink to deep blue. Anemones grow on the rocks and the leaves of seaweeds. Snake-lock anemones are the most common here. They are green and have purple tips swaying in the sea. Tucked away behind the cushion of velvet horn seaweed, I spot a white plumose anemone. A cylindrical column, like a tree trunk, topped by a series of feathery tentacles branching out from the core. A frilled bird's nest under the sea. But mostly, I see seaweeds. There are 450 species in the UK alone, and it feels like they all grow in this spot. There's wire weed and sugar kelp, velvet horn and mermaid's tresses, mossy feather weeds in swaying bundles, and pink fluffy tetrasporophytes fill the gaps like bouncy patches of moss on the forest floor. I spot something white beside me, but before I know it, I floated past. Intrigued, I tried to take back control, pull in my knees and splash my arms to turn around. I swim in a circle against the current, but I'm not certain I'm actually moving at all. The water pushes relentlessly against me. After a few strokes, I pull in my knees again to spin around and pull my arms along my side. Thousands of bubbles spin up beside my face and for a second, I lose all sense of orientation not sure whether I swam backwards or sideways, away or towards the shore to the left or the right of the white thing I had spotted. It takes a few moments to gain back control and straighten my body to flow with the current again. At first, everything looks the same, but different. Sea beads and anemones move past in a blur, but then I see it ahead of me a blinding white shape, a white silky ribbon wrapped around itself twisting and turning like a delicate flower. I don't know what it is, but I'm mesmerised by its beauty. Before I know it, the current drags me on down the narrows. I surrender once again, holding on to my lifeline and pretending for a little while longer to be a creature of the sea Hope spot is a place where there is hope. Not just optimism. I don't believe, I don't wish, I don't imagine. I hope. Hope isn't passive. It requires action, by you and by me. We must all take action if we want to have hope. And if we do take action, there's hope for this place. I hope that I'm not the only one who sees this, figuratively and literally. I hope that others get to experience this place, but that experiencing it with their own senses is not a prerequisite for their care, their attention, their action. I hope that the images I made in my mind will never fade. I draw and I photograph and I write to avoid it. hope that making the right choices becomes easier for all, not just the fortunate few. I hope that each and every one of us feels ownership, no stewardship, a sense of belonging. We as a part of the microcosm of life in this place, the place belonging to us, relying on us, needing us, our hope and our action. I hope that you hear about this spot, see it, experience it, immerse yourself in the shallows and the depths. Forge a relationship with the creatures above and below. They are our hope, and we are theirs. I was in the rapids before I knew it, exposed to the current in this narrow channel of the sea where water pushes from one sea loch into another. Fast-moving water and a bonanza of life. Seaweeds are swaying in the currents, moving separate but as one, withstanding the push and pull of the tide anchored in place. You can see where the tide tends to flow, where the water push us through. I float past them, unable to stay in one place myself. I don't have an anchor. I catch a fleeting glimpse of life before the current carries me on to the next microcosm of beings. A rock in the sea, a scallop on the ground, a floating island in the narrows. you enjoyed these poems and reflections from my time at the Argyle Hope Spot and that it brought you closer to the world that waits below the surface. I feel incredibly privileged that I was able to experience Argyle underwater and learn so much about the plants and animals that inhabit this ecosystem. I know swimming, snorkelling and diving isn't accessible for everyone and some of you may live many miles away from this or other Hope Spots. But maybe this episode serves as a reminder to you that it's all there, whether you're directly engaging with it or not. In this week's newsletter, I'm sharing a bunch of useful resources for you to get involved with the Argyle Hope Spot, from citizen science projects and organisations to look out for volunteering opportunities, to tips for marine identification if you're swimming, snorkeling or even rock pooling yourself. If you support our show on Patreon, and really there's never been a better time to sign up, you'll soon get to hear an exclusive bonus episode in which I ask Jen Austin questions about her creative process as a musician and also her experience at the artist residency. If you'd like to hear that too, head to wildforscotland.com support and find out how to support the show. That's wildforscotland.com forward slash support. And now it's time for the practical part of the show. Here are five travel tips for a trip to the Argyle Hope Spot. Tip number one. Use my guide to snorkeling in Scotland. If you're keen to try snorkeling in Scotland, check out my snorkeling guide on Watch Me See. It contains a few reasons for why I think you should try it, tips for how to find the best locations, links to resources and a few safety tips for cold water swimming. You'll find the link in the show notes. Tip number two. Check out the snorkel trail for Argyle. The Above and Below Snorkel Trail is full of suggestions for great places to explore the underwater world of the Argyle Hope Spot and neighbouring waters along the coast. It was developed in partnership with the Scottish Wildlife Trust and features sites that are interesting and relatively easy to access. The Wildlife Trust has also put together a few other snorkeling trails around Scotland, including the Isle of Arran, the Isle of Harris and the East Lothian coast. I'll put links to all of these in the full show notes on our website. Tip number three, take a swimming lesson, especially if you're new to cold water in Marjan. Now, I knew how to swim before I started snorkelling in Scotland, but managing your breathing, movements and energy levels in the cold water of the west coast is quite a different story than splashing around in a pool. If you're visiting the Argyle coast, I recommend booking a swim session with open water swim coach Dan de Merman. He can teach you everything you need to know to stay safe in the sea, and enjoy snorkeling and swimming to the fullest. My sessions with him really changed the way I relate to cold water, and his guidance during the residency was invaluable. Tip number four. Try rock pooling as an accessible alternative. I know not everybody is keen to throw themselves in the cold Scottish water for a swim or a snorkel. Luckily, there's a great alternative you can do while staying dry, and that's rock pooling. Every day when the tide recedes, the water leaves behind small pools among the rocks, and many animals stay in these to wait for the next tide to come in. It's a great opportunity to get up close with wildlife that is normally far away from the shore. The best time to go rock pooling is at low tide, and you'll want to find a beach with rocks. In Argyll, the Heart of Argyll Wildlife Organisation puts on regular seashore safaris that are led by experts. These events happen in summer only, and I'll pop the link in the show notes. Tip number five. Learn more from local organisations. Unfortunately, the Argyle Hope Spot itself doesn't have a visitor centre, but there are many places around the area where you can learn more about our oceans and their inhabitants. One such place is the Ocean Explorer Centre near Oban, which I mentioned in my story, Never the Same, in season three. Another great place to visit is the Aquarium on Mull, they're a catch-and-release aquarium, which means that every creature on display is returned to the sea within four weeks. And finally, if you'd like to connect with the Argyle Hope Spot, follow them on social media, at Argyle Hopespot or head to their website, argylehopespot.scot. And with this, I send you off to plan your own trip to the coast of Argyle, or along one of the snorkelling trails across Scotland. A big thanks goes out to Kira Anderson of the Argyle Hope Spot, our advisors at the residency and all the other artists who created an inspiring space to turn my experiences into these stories. They are writer and photographer Christina Riley, jewellery designer Emma Wiley, musician Jen Austin, painter and printmaker Liz Myhill, sculptor Melanie Kmielewska, photographer Neil Axness, wildlife and landscape artist Paul Henry, social practice artist Rosie Newman, Tattoo artist Sarah Edwards, Landscape artist Susanna McMillan, Wildlife artist Louise Scammell, Snorkeler and seaweed artist Lottie Goodlett, Wildlife artist Jane Smith, and swim coach Dan Coyle. If you'd like to connect with them, or see what they created during and after the residency, head to the full show notes on our website and find links to their work. Next week, I have one final interview for you, but for now I'm keeping the guest under wraps. You'll have to tune in again to find out. Thank you so much for listening to Wild for Scotland. If you'd like to support our show, why don't you screenshot your podcast app right now and share your thoughts on this episode on social media. It will only take a few moments and don't forget to tag us. You can find more ways to support our work at wildforscotland.com support. Wild for Scotland is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten path. The show is written and hosted by me, Kathy Kamleitner. Thanks to Fran Chorowskis, who's the co-producer and editor, and does the sound design. Podcast art is by Lizzie Vaughan-Knight, the Tartan Trailburner, and all original music is composed by Bruce Wallace. Special thanks to Jen Austin, who created additional music for today's episode. Until next time, when we travel to a different place in Scotland.
0: Thank you so much to Kathy Camleitner and Fran Terarskis for reaching out and sharing this episode. You can find Wild for Scotland wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like this show, you'll probably get a lot from tuning into other shows on the Tremula Network. As always, I'll link all the resources in the show notes. She Explorers will be back next week with a brand new episode highlighting all things women and water. In the meantime, you can pre-order the book linked in the show notes. I'm Gail Straub. Until next time, stay curious.